0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: And that, ladies and gentlemen, that was just the first two hours on this Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. We're in the South Seaport f- Studios. Picture, man. Beautiful day. Ready to go. The People East River.
2: It would be nice to turn on your mic. I know. I took a bathroom break. People can't see the picture if they're driving in the car, Keyshawn.
3: Well, we're not just speaking to people in their cars. We're speaking to people at home as well as getting ready to get in their cars. So the way this stuff works is. That's a good transition. Break it down for me. So the way it works is. (laughs) Yes, please. Watch at home. Okay. Or on radio at home. Okay. Or on their phones at home. Okay. And then when they get in the car. A lot of devices. They turn on the radio. So
1: they Uh, they move from one to the next.
2: Okay. That's how it goes. All right. Thank you for that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Mark Jackson talking <laughs> They don't like hoops. each
3: other. Listen to them arguing.
1: <laughs> we'll talk hoops coming up in nine minutes. He'll be on the call for tonight's huge. Game seven between the Jazz and the Nuggets with the Clippers awaiting 8.30 Eastern on ABC. If you're watching us on ESPN News, Jay is paying homage to the late, great Big John. John Thompson, he's kind of patting that towel over his left shoulder. We're going to talk to Jim Beheim at 9.05 a.m. Eastern time, longtime adversary, uh, in the Big East. And, and Jay, this is a guy that was super important to you. And I can't wait for us to be able to talk to uh, Jim and take a trip
2: down memory lane real quick. Yeah, yeah really excited to talk to Jim. Obviously, that was his big time rival, but they're also really good friends. And here's the thing I'll say about Big John. A lot of people love to talk about his accolades on the court. Uh, we talked about yesterday, Prop 48, him standing up for that, Prop 42, you know, really denouncing both of those. Uh, but ultimately, he had a 97% graduation rate. And I don't want that to be remissed. He helped so many kids from the inner city have an opportunity to come to realization that they can go to a school like Georgetown, not only play basketball, but also graduate from a great academic university.
1: No question about it. All the things that people are fighting for in 2020, he was fighting for in the 1980s. Also should not underrate that I'm wearing a do-rag this morning. Uh, this you is probably crazy. should have led with that. <laughs> it is the top story. That's where I want everybody to get in the car, like he said, so they don't have to look at this. They can just listen. Uh, the My bet- boy was
2: like, is it Allen Iverson's birthday or something? Did I miss something with Zubin?
1: You put this on my head today. I, I will admit it's a little tight here. I had predicted the Mavericks. I'm going to keep Key out of this. I had predicted the Mavericks were going to knock out the Clippers. I was wrong. I lost the bet. Uh, you wanted to dress me up as the legendary Ali G. So I, what I'm scared about here, Key, is this might just be step one. I mean, I don't know what's no, going to no, happen. No. It's,
2: it's one day. It's okay. one day. I, I decided not to go with the chains and the glasses. That was a little bit too much. I wanted to keep it somewhat classy and professional.
1: I appreciate it. Classy and professional. Uh, I don't so think- I went with
2: the do-rag. <laughs> so classy- oh, don't worry. Keys is coming on Friday. Keys is coming I'm, on Friday. On Friday. Uh, that, that's when you're going to dress up the way I tell you to dress up. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> Look, I'm
1: not here on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, classy and professional. Probably not the best two words to describe how Jags coach Doug Marone treated Leonard Fournette yesterday. Basically just saying... Hey, bro, we tried to get a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick. We couldn't get anything, so essentially we released him. There's a ton of people that think huge change could be coming to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, who dealt with Keith throughout his NFL career, was on get-up yesterday with Mike Greenberg and the gang, and he made it clear, look, Doug Marone is certainly looking to keep his job there in Jacksonville, although his seat is hot, and this is a big-time spot, but if things go wrong... Think about this dynamic duo hitting Duval
0: Coach Marone sort of addressed it, which is let's see how the season goes. And if they play well, it's a moot point. But on paper, with all the players they've lost, they could have the first pick in the draft. And if they do... Unfortunately for Coach Verone, he probably won't be there. And then again, it's a package deal. If you're Dabo Sweeney and you have any thoughts about ever going to the NFL, this is the perfect situation. It's right down the road, and you're going with a franchise quarterback. So obviously a lot has to happen, but I think it becomes very realistic if Jacksonville does indeed have the first pick overall, which on paper they may, especially after the last 48 hours, losing Ngakwe and Fournette.
1: Whoa, Key, what do you think? You
3: know, it's interesting, right? It you, you think about when the Jacksonville Jaguars first started their franchise. They went and got a guy from Boston College named Tom Coughlin. Yep. And TC did wonders with them in, a, in an expansion situation. Times are a little different now. And, and what I would say is Dalbo Sweeney, the rah-rah college coach, has to understand what he's getting himself into. If, if he wants to take a leap to the, the pro game from college, first of all, you got to hire the right assistants. Hiring assistant coaches is not easy you, you, because guys are under contract. There's compensation for guys that, that you want to get from NFL teams. If you plan on bringing your entire staff from college to the pros, it's a way different situation because you're dealing with grown-ass men with full beards with car seats in the back. <laughs> They don't want to hear any of that. Let's ride right. They don't want to hear that. They want to know how we can get to the Super Bowl and where's my paycheck. <laughs> that's what they want to know. And that's, that's facts. Furthermore, personnel is different in the pros evaluating it. than evaluating high school tape of high school kids coming to college. Right. When you have a situation where Trevor Lawrence takes over at the quarterback spot for Bryant, Kelly Bryant, who was the starter originally at Clemson before Trevor Lawrence took over. You can't do that in the pros. You can't all of a sudden decide, I don't like him, I'm going to play him. This is not scholarships you're playing with. You're playing with salary cap money, and it's a big money, right? Quarterback, $20 million, oh, yeah. $30 million. big money. You can't bench a guy like you can do in college. So it's a different situation when you look back at – College coaches coming to the pros.
1: Yeah.
3: Don't count Pete Carroll. Everybody points to Pete. Pete was a pro guy before he was a college guy. Right in New England. Yeah. If you look at in the New guys York. who supposedly have had success. Like who? Like Nick got ran back to college Nick from Saban. the pros. Nick Saban. Yeah. Act like you supposed to know who Nick is, right? <laughs> Nick Saban. <laughs> Heard of. Him? Or, or, or you think about Greg Schiano. He came with that college mentality to the pros at Tampa Bay. And they was like, Greg, come on, man, you go go work for ESPN and redo this thing all over again before you get back in college, because the pros are not for you. And he's Steve's, back in college. And he's back in college. Steve Spurrier came to Washington, ran him back, had to go to South Carolina. Chip. Chip Kelly had a a year or so there in Philly, and everybody's like, eh. Went to San Francisco, disaster at UCLA, disaster UCLA. Now I'm just <laughs> I'm just pointing to a few guys, right. so I don't really know anybody that's had any success that I can point to. I don't count Pete Carroll. What about Harbaugh? Harbaugh, Jim, you, you but, but okay. So Jim, the way that I look at Jim, I look at Jim as a pro guy, right? He was a football player that played in the pros. He played under coach Ditka and he played in Indy had success. So he becomes a pro guy that kind of has a pro mentality when he was in college at UC San Diego, as well as Stanford with a pro mentality.
2: I'll say this. Don't do it, Dabo. Don't do it. You are the highest-paid coach in college football: nine point three million dollars. Astounding that for a college. Nine point three. I'll say it again: nine point three million dollars a year. Now, here's my thing: you have full autonomy at Clemson. Dan Radakovich, who is the athletic director, great athletic director. They have a great relationship brings in the top recruits year after year after year, and has a legacy. The only person he's chasing right now in the legacy of college football sports is Nick Saban. That's it. And he can actually demand what he wants his players to do. We know about the NFL. We know about the NBA. You go into a player-driven league. You go into a bad system. You're trying to get big-time players. You bring them over. It becomes your voice against theirs to a degree. Yes, it Why do you it. want to jeopardize that? Why do you want to jeopardize something great in the long runway you have going at Clemson for a chance to achieve something in the pros? Maybe just to scratch an itch? But why ultimately if you can secure your legacy to be one of the greatest college football coaches of all time? Why do it?
3: Well, he's a, he's a college guy. I know Dalbo a little bit. He's a small-town college guy. His wife as well. Small-town college. They enjoy being the toast of the town. Uh, I was once told by him in a recruiting meeting that, you know, now this is recruiting. That he wouldn't leave Clemson. There's only one job that he would leave Clemson for, and that Alabama. was Alabama. So he went there. He played at Alabama. He played Alabama. Yeah. And so, when you look at that, it's like going to the pros is so much. Like again, hiring a staff is crucial because you gotta get you gotta pluck guys from other places and other teams. And if you don't have a rolodex of NFL coaches, it's it's very hard. You can't take your staff and all of a sudden. uh Chad Morris becomes your offensive coordinator because he did well at Clemson. So now he's out of job. You're going to bring him to be an OC in the NFL and think that this is going to work. It's just – it's see, a hard deal.
2: Is it as prevalent in the NFL as it is in the NBA when I see – Like John Calipari leaves to go to the NBA, you know for a fact he's getting a job back at one of the top college institutions. Kind of the same with college football?
3: Dalbo can get a job in college football back at one of the top institutions, much like Nick Saban. Left LSU for Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins comes back to Alabama because Alabama was starving to get a guy. Now all of a sudden Dalbo Sweeney, who is a a, a guy, you know, I guess you could say a Southern ACC, Southern at Southern Bell, SEC kind of country, he can get a job over there really fast, where if some things open up West, people would be like, there's no he has no inroads out West. So why would we bring him in? So it becomes his circle becomes very small where he can get hired. But he certainly would get hired if he got fired in three or four years. He sit tight for a year to to the contract runs out, get hired in a heartbeat. So pretty but much you guaranteed money pretty yeah, much. But, but, going to but, but you're messing around. At Clemson right now. That Clemson job's gonna get filled.
2: You're gonna be messing around coaching at like Texas Tech or something. Nine point three million dollars. Well, I mean I get, wonder it, I wonder where you get more than that in the pro I know, but I wonder where that actually that mark, I wonder where that compares to some of the highest paid NFL coaches. I mean, think about Matt Rule. I wonder Rule. where he is. What he about Matt be, Rule? The
1: guy who coached the game. He was at Baylor. You would certainly think Dabo would command more than that.
3: Well, the the, the checkbook writer in Carolina, come on now. David he Tepper. Just, David owner. Tepper, just write the check. It doesn't. What do you want? I need you. I want you.
1: Yeah, we'll get back to it for sure in just a little bit. By the way, four words that people often don't think about. Don't mess with happy, right? If you got it going good, don't worry Chill. about it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you to check out ESPN Audio at home by telling Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at home is brought to you by Mercedes Benz vans. Drive a Mercedes Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes—from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes Benz vans are ready for anything.
4: Murray does he got another one in him? Oh, you bet he does, and that might be the dagger. Ma, what what
5: are you thinking about right now? These shoes give me life, even though these people are gone. They give me life. what a shot! Donovan Mitchell with a big hit! And when you fight for something, you know, means a whole lot more so to this a y'all.
0: As a fan, one game said, we didn't want that. We're motivated for the next game. No one said it's going to be easy.
1: Celebration now. Jokic, Murray. Mitchell and the very underrated great offensive play of Rudy Gobert. And we all know his role in everything that's happened in the world of sports all together (laughs) on the court tonight. Winner take all. Nuggets. Jazz. 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Jay is rubbing those hands ready to go on ABC. Mark Jones will be on the call with Mark Jackson. The latter joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Obviously, St. John's legend. We will discuss John Thompson, the old Big East in just a little bit, taking a trip down memory lane with Mark. But first, let's just get to the here and now. Mark is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy Shots. Energy on the go. What will determine who wins tonight between the Nuggets and the Jazz with the Clippers waiting in the wings? Wait, wait, hang on. No, Pete, Jack, what, what do don't have? answer
3: that yet, what, man. What do do don't <laughs> answer that yet. Let, let, Will you let Jay Will know that I can run
2: the floor, man, will you just tell him? Cause he don't believe I can run <laughs> hey, the floor. Hey MJ, just cause he can get up and down the floor. Don't mean he can guard somebody. Man, will you, will
1: you tell him Jack?
4: First of all, congratulations you guys on an awesome show and a tremendous success. And yes, Keysha- Keyshawn is a baller, man. We, I'm, I'm a living witness. He's a, uh, gets up and down the floor, talks trash, can score, uh, competes at a high level, uh, so yes, the answer is yes.
2: Thank you. Now you can go ahead, proceed, Zubid <laughs> Jack. Jack. Does he want this smoke though? Let's be honest, No, 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 no. I don't think he wants to smoke, level. Jack.
4: Just like, just like we don't want to smoke with him on the football field. He don't. He doesn't want to smoke with you on the basketball.
3: Wait, before we move on, Mark had dimes oh, still. Oh got man, it. like dimes, <laughs> like really, like. One, if, you, if your head wasn't on swivel, you was going to get it.
1: No, we were all old enough to uh, remember what he it. did in New York with the Knicks, that Rookie of the Year campaign, one of the great, great players to ever come out of this great city. All right, so what's going to be the determining factor tonight on ABC between the Jazz and the Nuggets winner-take-all to get to the conference semis?
4: Well, to me, it's going to be a great game. It's been a great series. And the determining factor is going to be the, the adjustment of making one of these guys that's scoring at an incredible, incredible clip right now uncomfortable. I'm not willing to to lose a game seven if I'm Utah to Murray, and if I'm and if I'm the Nuggets, I don't want to lose it to to Donovan Mitchell. They have to force other guys to make plays because these guys are in an incredible rhythm right now, knocking down big time shots, and you have to force the ball out of their hands.
2: Jack, how do you how do you do that? Every time I watch Jamal Murray score, it's in a high pick and roll, a PNR, a DHO, a dribble handoff. He's always involving the big and it doesn't seem like they blitz him. They can't get the ball out of his hands. So what kind of adjustments do you make?
4: Well, you know, what do I know? But I know You know sitting a lot, back, Jack. Come on, man. <laughs> I know sitting back in, in a drop as far as that big guy, just to just to make it as simple as possible, that big guy in center field is no man's land. It is allowing the guard to come off and make a play. I got to challenge my big, whether it be uh, Jokic uh, or, or, or um, Gobert, to come up further and, and disrupt the guard coming off that screen and roll and then trust the help behind them because they're coming off and making shots. I got to have the initial defender fight over the screen and have that big guy up closer, not, not allowing them to get into a comfort zone. And it starts right away because, you know, in this league you make two or three shots to start the game. You you, you feel like a world beater.
3: Murray's average 47 over the last three games, uh, Jack, which is pretty impressive when you look at, what he's been able to do. Has this team basically shifted to him?
4: Well, there's no question about it. Uh you win in this league in twenty twenty with dynamic guard play, perimeter guys that can make plays. I can make adjustments to a big uh scoring the basketball or the way that you know, Jokic affects the game. I, I can I can eliminate him to a certain extent. But when you're talking about guards that can pull up from anywhere and Disruptive out of pick and roll and isolation is also in transition. You look at you look at Jamal Murray. The guy is only the second player in the history of the game to have you know fifty points in a playoff game, shooting twenty four or less field goal attempts. The other guy that did it was I believe fifty seven years ago was Bob Cousy, and in doing his, he shot thirty for thirty two from the free throw line. Jamal Murray did it without going to the line like that. He did it, his damage on the court knocking down big-time shots.
3: The Heat beat the Bucks in Game 1 last night. We had Kendrick Perkins on the show, and he basically said that the Heat had the recipe to get Milwaukee Bucks out of the playoffs. What's your thoughts on that?
4: I agree. Um, I, I had concerns about the Bucks watching them, you know, covering these games in, in the bubble and, and watching them. I, I, I can see some flaws and weaknesses, not to say that they can't win at all, but I can see them losing in the Eastern Conference Way before the finals, and and matching up against, you know, the Miami Heat, who had success against them in the regular season, the way that they compete, the way that they can put multiple bodies at at Giannis, the way they can put a big and bam out of bottle who can move his feet laterally and and stay in front, and the way they committed defensively, they are sprinting back, building a wall, and refusing to allow him to dominate the paint area, which he's done from day one in this league.
2: Jack, I'm have ask you the tough question, um, and you can answer it. When we watch Giannis play, I I feel like there are multiple games where I see him shoot air balls at the free throw line. And I I know it's a team sport, and I know he needs Chris Middleton, other players to really step up. But ultimately, when you think about the top players in the league, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, uh, James Harden, they all have the complete skill set. Do you ultimately think the lack of the complete skill set for Giannis is something that will hinder him from winning a championship?
4: It, it, it may hinder him today I don't think it'll hinder him in the long run because I think you know as players you improve as a shooter and he certainly has improved from day one to where he is right now and is going to get better the one weakness in his game is his his, his ability to, or inability to shoot the basketball at a high clip that's going to come he's a dominant basketball player and is you know on his way to being a two-time MVP because of what he does on the basketball floor and and I think as a shooter, he's going to only improve. He's going, going to rely on other guys knocking down shots at a high enough clip to loosen up the, the Miami defense and allow him to do what he does best.
2: Can Chris Middleton be the second best guy on a championship team?
4: Uh, you know, he's an all-star. And they've done a good job of, of putting him in position where he initiates a lot of the offense where he didn't in the past. Now you can see him handling the basketball and uh, utilizing him much more in pick-and-roll situations. So they put him in that position. I just think it boils down to other guys taking and making shots, which they did so you know fluently during the regular season. But this is a different light that you're in in in, in, the, in the playoffs, and they're going to be challenged.
3: Mark Jackson, ESPN NBA analyst, join us here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Uh, MJ, have you seen enough of the Clippers to believe that they can win the world championship?
4: Absolutely. Um, and there were times, you know, I came into this to the bubble situation thinking, okay, the Lakers, the Clippers, they're the favorite, uh, you know, other teams are in the mix, but those two were the clear favorites. And, you know, watching the games early on, I, I thought, you know, anybody in the playoffs had a had a chance, a decent enough chance, because I didn't think either one of those teams looks, looked great enough to, to pencil them in as far as winging it all. But when you look at their talent, when you look at their coaching – When you look at their ability to put the ball in three guys' hands, whether it be Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, or or Lou Williams, their ability to take and make big shots and make plays uh, without having to be designed, but their ability to create offensive plays and opportunities for their teammates. That's a dangerous team, so they have as good a chance as anybody. It's going to be exciting.
2: Jack, we lost John Thompson the other day, Big John. What do you remember playing Uh, about playing against John Thompson's teams at Georgetown while you were at St. John's?
4: Well, you know, I said it on Get Up uh, yesterday when I got the news and and I couldn't even, you know, speak without being choked up. Um, An incredible man, incredible impact. If you told me I I, I had a choice to pick anybody in the history of sports that I didn't play for to coach me, In the history, and I'm a big fan of sports in general, it would be John Thompson, Coach John Thompson, because I I watched the way he protected, nurtured, guided, uh, shielded, uh, instilled, poured into, uh, sacrificed, and led an incredible group of guys from day one competing against him. You can be nothing but in awe and appreciation for uh, his impact and, and the love that he you know, showered his players with. That's what you want. And you just look at the tributes and the comments made by his players. At the end of the day, the most impressive thing he, he, he did wasn't winning the championship. It was the impact that he left with these young men because they grew up to be guys that impacted millions. So just his gesture in a small part, which was huge. Think about the people that have been impacted by Pat Ewing, Allen Iverson, Motumbo, Mutombo, Alonzo uh, Mourning, just to name a few, Michael Jackson, on and on and on. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's a tribute to his legacy and his life and certainly praying for his family.
1: Well, well said. Although I got to say, you played for a pretty good stalwart in the Big East yourself with Luke Harnes. You, know,
4: you know, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it, it 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 made me call my 95-year-old Hall of Fame coach yesterday and just have a great conversation with him. And not made me because we talk often. But I just wanted to let him know how much I love him and appreciate him.
1: Yes, you're right. Moments like this make you sort of step back and say what's really important. It's something that Jay echoed on the show yesterday. Mark, we'll see you tonight, 8.30 Eastern Time on ABC for a trip to the conference semis where Kawhi and company await. Mark, thank you.
4: Thank you, guys. Keep up the awesome work. All right, Jack. Jack.
1: Keyshawn right, J. Up. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Yeah, All of our guests will join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. That includes Marcus Spears on the way in just a bit. What do you have?
2: I can't wait to get a hold of J. Will. <laughs> Run him down? Well, We, we got to do this. We should really do this one time. Man. I'm going to end up tearing an ACL,
5: but it's going to be worth it.
0: Just <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, the podcast.
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. So, you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or
0: die alive You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
1: So earlier this morning, Joe Judge, first-year head coach of the New York Giants, joined us. They'll open the Joe Judge era on Monday Night Football, the capper to Week 1. They'll take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, Titans, Broncos to follow in the double dip. Joe Judge was asked by Key this morning about the relationship he has with Belichick. Is he going to be yet another guy that's going to try to be like Belichick or the legendary Bill Parcells in New York? Will he have that sort of demeanor? He essentially artfully said, look, I appreciate everyone, including Bill, but I ain't trying to imitate anyone, including Bill.
6: First off, I enjoyed my time at Foxborough. I learned a lot from Coach Belichick, but I've learned a tremendous amount from a lot of guys I've worked under and played under. You know, I'm taking things from everyone I've worked on and played under. Things that I believe in, things I think that are important to building a winning culture and sustaining over time. But I'm doing everything in my own personality, Keyshawn. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to imitate or emulate anybody. You know, this is—it's got to be genuine. It's got to be sincere. You know how it is. You a lot of the players, you're going to lose them forever because they can see right through that. Absolutely. You know, so I'm me, and uh, you know, I think our players have a pretty good feel for who I am. Uh, I'm pretty straightforward with those guys. I don't have a lot of time to you know, mix fluff and try to, you know, make everything sunshine and rainbows. I think that it's my responsibility to tell them the straight truth so they can work on improving what they have to and we can get better as a team.
1: Still one of the most stunning hires in years. ESPN football analyst Marcus Spears joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Marcus, thanks for being with us. What do you make of the Joe Judge comments there that he's his own dude?
0: (coughs) That's what you're supposed to say. Um, Obviously, you have... Coaches that you came under, and you learned some things, and pulling from those guys is never a bad idea. Um, my concern was when you heard all of the stuff coming out of training camp was if you lose these guys. Like he said, telling the truth to players is is that's one hundred percent truth. They want to know who you are. They want to know where you stand. But you may, you, you, gotta make sure who you are and where you stand is in line with what those guys want to be coached by and what they can buy into. So it's a fine line. Um, seems like he wants to, to push a culture forward as far as, uh, tough. Uh, that's what I got from his tone. Um, he almost, he almost sounded like he was mad key asked him that question a little bit. <laughs> um, but when I, but, but. But when I, you know, listening to him, man, that's that's actually what you want to hear when you think about the business side of football. You want a coach that's going to shoot you straight. Uh, hopefully he put you in a great position to win and the sternness and, and the discipline and, and how you want to approach it is fine as long as you have success. So that's going to be the next test for Joe Judge. Are you going to be successful? Because nobody cares about what you say, what type of things you do in training camp, um, all the nuanced things that you you have your players doing to get better if it doesn't translate to wins.
3: Marcus, when you look at the NFL and you look at the Chicago Bears and quarterback Mitch Trubisky and what's being said about the Bears passing on a number of high-profile players along with – the Jacksonville Jaguars, who at the time had Blake Bortles, but they passed on Patrick Mahomes as well as Deshaun Watson. How come Chicago continues to get, I guess, the 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 laughing become the laughing stock of the quarterback <laughs> carousel in the NFL?
0: You know, Key. I think I, I was thinking about that, man, and, and legitimately Jacksonville has flown under the radar Um but we also gotta remember it wasn't long ago Jacksonville was playing for AFC Championship. So I think that buys you a pass for a little bit. Seems like they had some good things going. But when you look at Chicago, man, obviously hindsight is 2020. Everybody had their reservations about Miss Trubisky only playing one good season at UNC before they drafted him. And ain't nobody out of their damn mind, Keith. We saw what Deshaun Watson did in college. Listen. I'm on record for saying Deshaun Watson was the best quarterback coming out of that class. Now, obviously, Patrick Mahomes has ascended and become that guy. But Deshaun ain't ain't terrible either. Deshaun is one of the best quarterbacks, young quarterbacks in this league. And you go with Mitch Trubisky after watching Deshaun Watson play in the national championship the first time and almost will his team by itself to a win and then to see him get a W against Alabama in the championship and the way he played, the way his team believed in him and how those guys operated throughout the game. And you still draft Mr. Trubisky, I ain't taking no heat off the Chicago Bears. Don't nobody in the world think that Mitch Trubisky should have went before Deshaun Watson, to say the least. Now, you could talk about Patrick Mahomes and the skill set. There was this misnomer, not misnomer. There was some honesty about Texas Tech quarterbacks having a lot of guarded stats and being able to do tremendous things in college. But when it comes specifically for me and the way I killed this quarterback situation in Chicago is you had Mitch Trubisky or Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson was a national championship winning quarterback. The year previous, he had went to a national championship and put up 40 on arguably one of the best defenses in college football history, and you took Mr. Biscuit from North Carolina. So, Keith, that's all you need to know right there, why we kill Chicago in their quarterback situation.
2: Swagoo, how about Alvin Kamara? Um, obviously, he wants the money that Christian McCaffrey got, $60 You know, you think about Derrick Henry, $12.5 million, him holding out. You think he'll get that money?
0: Nah, you won't get that money, man. New Orleans is negative $77 million in cap space right now. They pay Michael Thomas. Obviously, Drew is still there. They paid Cam Jordan, all of those guys. But when you think about uh, what Alvin Kamara is, he's a unique back. Now, his, he's not just a backfield inline guy. He lined up, I think, 17% of the time in the slot last year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So he does multiple things for New Orleans. But when you look at how they operate offensively, what it's built around. It's built around Breeze, Michael Thomas and, and spreading people out. And I think Alvin Kamara is one of the lead backs in this league when you consider everything. I played against a guy, key notice in Brown Westbrook in Philadelphia you never knew where he was gonna be they ran zone they ran in line he they split him out they created screens and draw game for him very difficult to defend I think Alvin is in that same vein similar to what you see with Christian McCaffrey the thing about Christian McCaffrey his usage is what's telling you 16 million a year. And I don't know if anybody still agrees with paying a running back that money. But when you look at what Christian has done for Carolina, it's just on a whole nother level than any other way any other back is used in the league. So they could kind of justify that in Carolina. But when you look at New Orleans, you, I think teams always think if we remove Alvin Kamara from this situation, no, we're not a better team, but do we lose that? In order to pay that guy this amount of money to be a part of what we trying to do. I think you weigh that. I think New Orleans is in a position not to have conversations with Alvin Uh, Kamara. The important piece to what they trying to do as far as winning the championship. But to be asking for Christian McCaffrey money with the dynamics of that cap and the players that they uh, choose to feature, including himself. I'm not sure if he's going to get to that number, boss. Man, what's for lunch? I don't know yet, bro. I'm I'm still trying to decide, man. I don't have a crazy day on TV, so I got these green eggs. All right, that's back. enough, man. Yo, all, all right, all right, all right, all right man. don't no, need the whole recipe. Yeah, we swag. don't need the whole recipe, now. man. You I'm know, just saying. <laughs> you could have just Look, said, man. Something. When you ask me for lunch, I gotta go in detail. I gotta go in detail. <laughs> hey, did I see? Hey, did I see Zoom
3: wearing a do rag? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, that's why he
2: lost a bet to me. So he had to wear a red do rag today.
3: A, you know, we have fun on this show, man. It's a different show. This is tight. This is. This Literally and Zoob. actually.
0: <laughs> Zoom. What do you got? Zoob, it's gonna change your wife when it's gonna change your life when the waves set in, bro. <laughs> well, it's yeah. a different animal when you, the waves set you in. You
3: obviously haven't paid attention to where the hairline starts. <laughs> hey, I'm forty two, I'm
1: lucky I got any at this particular point. We'll see you on NFL Live,
2: and enjoy lunch. All right, so look at you a fool, man. What? you a fool, man, man. I already told Z. I, I didn't told him. He... I did not even think Z even heard you say that,
1: though. Well, oh, earlier?
3: Yeah. Oh, earlier. yeah.
2: No, that's my guy, <laughs> man.
3: Z is my man,
2: you know? Oh, it's getting hot.
1: I can't wait to take this off at 10 and see how it looks. I just, I've just i never had this on before, so we'll see. <laughs> if there's any reason to keep listening or watching, it's that. You
3: should sleep oh, with this. You, you should sleep with it at night. I'm gonna see, We're going to pull up during the break. I'm going to show you what finger waves look like because yeah, you have man. the hair texture okay. that the finger waves would come in. That's like a late 70s, early 80s look. Get I that, was
2: born late 70s, early 80s, yeah. so maybe it's right up my alley. Get that soft bristle brush, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's going to be good for you. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> Straight ahead,
1: Joel Embiid tweeted if, oh boy, uh, what might come next. He did it last night and will complete the tweet Next Keyshawn Jay Will and Subin the Podcast
6: slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's help, com slash unsportsmanlike.
2: That Miami music for Jimmy B, huh? Well, that was you earlier this
1: morning raving yeah. on Jimmy Butler's performance to help upset the top-seeded Bucks in Game 1 Eastern Conference Finals. Jay, Game 2 tomorrow.
2: He had 40 <laughs> on the number 1 defensive efficiency team in the league. Bottom of the net. Only guys to have
1: 40 in a Miami Heat playoff game. Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Jimmy Butler. Keyshawn. Yeah, those are the Mm -hmm. only guys. And by the way, Dwayne did it seven times. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Nature Valley. Feel the joy of a sunny day. Find the freedom of an open field and taste the crunch from 100% whole grain oats. Stay outside longer with Nature Valley Oats and Honey Crunchy Granola Bars. We are better outside. All right, so Jimmy Butler, bottom line. You look at him, you say to yourself... There are so many layers here, Jay. What he's doing in Miami is great. What he could have done in Philly, woulda, coulda, shoulda.
2: Yeah, and we were talking before, before we went to break, about uh, Joel Embiid sending the note on the tweet saying, if, as relating to Jimmy Butler. So I'll complete the sentence for you. Okay. If I keep waking up in these cold sweats, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I really feel like Joel Embiid wakes up at night saying, ah, ah is, that, is that Jimmy? That's Jimmy again. I, I, he said, "Follow me everywhere. it's like if you think about what Jimmy Butler brought to that team, he brought the physical toughness he brought the leadership. every single team that Jimmy Butler has been added to, look at what how much they've lost. Minnesota, look what he brought to the table. look what they've lost." Philadelphia, look what he brought to the table. Look what they've lost. Now Miami, look what he brings to the table. He's taking this team, putting them on his back, and he's leading a young core of guys that actually follow his lead. Now, the beef that they had in Philly, supposedly, was that Jimmy and um, Jimmy and Joel were pretty tight, I- but ultimately it came down to the relationship between Jimmy and and Ben Simmons. And Jimmy was trying to hold Ben Simmons accountable for shooting the ball and things of that sort. And he was trying to do things that Brett Brown supposedly hasn't done. And I think Jimmy making that decision to then leave Philly to go to Miami, I think if you're Joel and B, you're sitting there watching this saying, damn, we were one shot away from potentially winning a world championship last year. And look where we are now.
3: So if you are Elton Brand or whoever's running the Philadelphia 76ers at the time, why would you – Pick the coach over a dominant player, and you have reservations about that coach anyway.
1: Complete the tweet though first. If
3: if, if dot dot dot. What yeah. do you think? I, I personally think he's talking about the organization. Exactly. If they get it, if they would assign him, figured out how to make it work, we could have been in the same position,
2: potentially headed to an Eastern Conference Final again. I, that's what so I think. The big question is, you know, now you Elton Brand came out and said, "Hey, look, we're going to keep this." Dynamic duo together, right? Right. Uh, we're gonna move forward, try to find a new head coach. But if you're Joel Embiid, if you if you really said if, if you really said if, what you are implying is is what if it comes down to Jimmy Butler or Ben Simmons, maybe we should have taken Jimmy Butler. He's thirty years old.
1: He's or maybe the prime you, of his career. I, I
2: don't know. It, it leaves open for a ton of speculation. But I don't. If, if it comes but, down to a decision, but could they? Could see me personally? When it comes time
3: for players like star dudes mm-hmm. and a coach that's kind of on the bubble, I'm getting rid of the coach to if the if the player's gonna resign with me i can I can almost get any coach to put that on autopilot if they can coexist, but clearly they couldn't coexist based on the rumors that's out there, and the head coach wasn't stepping in to try to get them to
2: coexist. So K, I I take that back? I think you're right. I don't think that ultimately that decision came down to, is it Jimmy Butler or is it Ben Simmons? Maybe if it's Jimmy Butler or Brett Brown, like you're saying, and that's what your point you're alluding to saying, look, I'm trying to find, I'm throwing the kitchen sink at Jimmy Butler to stay. But the problem is I think, look at the cap. I mean, look at, they paid Tobias Harris a lot of money, but you blow up a lot. you, You paid Al Horford a lot of money. I think there are ways within the cap, too. I don't think it could have worked to continue to pay Jimmy.
3: But don't you figure out how to get... To, it's, okay, I agree. In basketball, a luxury tax for championships is worth it at the end of the day, right? I mean, if you're going to be pushing up against luxury tax situations, it's worth it. The the, the uh, Golden State Warriors figured out how to pay everybody
2: Yeah, and I, wanted to pay everybody again. I don't have all the details in front of me. I was going to try to look them up. I, I do know that between... Tobias Harris, Al Horford, uh, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. It's $107 like, million. It's $1 like payroll. $150, dollars yeah. around that payroll.
1: It's unbelievable. Rumors were Joel Embiid was more driven when Jimmy Butler was in Philly. More driven brought to you by Goodyear. Discover the possibilities Goodyear more driven. Quick thought here. We're always we're just talking about this because they knocked off the top-seeded Bucks. But look at it in a vacuum. Forced his way to Chicago. Forced his way out of Minnesota. Forced his way out of Philly. If you're the Sixers, can't you just say... Bro, yeah, every organization he's been with, it's ended terrible. Let's just get rid of him. Isn't that fair? Just don't take last night's game into account. If you're making the decision in the moment.
3: But if you're looking at what happened with Cat in Minnesota. Carl Anthony Townsend. Yeah, it's like you ain't really bringing your lunch pail. You know, mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, okay. I don't want to. I'm, I'm a dude. I want to win. I want time. That's what I'm saying. For who the shenanigans. Co- who are
2: you committed to, Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons? Because if you're committed to Joel Embiid, you're keeping Jimmy Butler.
1: Jim Beheim is next on the late, great John Thompson.
2: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he
3: knows the show must always go on.